0: Hello, Universe. Well, I mean, good morning. Well, I don't know what you say to people at 3.30 in the morning. Um, sorry, I woke you up. Uh, were you up this late, too? Um, what are you doing in my house? I mean, those are all things you might say to somebody at 3.30 in the morning. To the cat, you say, Damn, kitty, why are you so friendly right now? Quit rubbing your scab up on me. Um She has a wound, a persistent bleeding wound that uh yeah. Should have killed her probably four times already, but she lives through it and then shares it. So, yeah. You could be doing that at three thirty in the morning. Or you could just have your sleep schedule all so jumbled up that well, feels like it's about eight thirty in the morning. You've already had a bowl of cereal. You're resisting the idea of trying to go back to bed because there's too much energy. So, podcast! Pause. Okay, and to be fair, it is not 3.30 in the morning. It is 3.37 in the morning, and it was 3.36 when I signed on. So, you know, I just want to be accurate. Um, And this is not a podcast. This is what I like to call... A personal diatribe of nonsense wandering to quell the mm, insatiable mental tangents that I consume myself with if I don't talk myself through them. Or something like that. But it's not a podcast. Uh, It's a lot of self-indulgent wandering and... Um, it is much like, in my opinion, having done it for now, 15, almost, well, I don't know, shit, it doesn't matter, long enough to have an opinion. Um, it's like, if your mind were a fetid sink full of, say, Rotting vegetable parts from a cooking adventure seven days ago that just had been still. So things are... um, They're just not moving. There's a bunch of uh, disjointed parts disintegrating because there's no connectivity. Well, the recordings that I create... You see, what they do is they're like what we use here in America called a disposer, or people will call it a disposal, or people will call it a disposaler, or a disposer. Or They'll call it all sorts of shit. But what it is, is about a .5, 1.5 horsepower motor that spins a little choppy blade that cuts up all the shit you throw in your sink. Well... This recording is much like hitting the wall switch that turns on the disposer and says, well, let's just get rid of all that shit we don't need. So, if that's what you consider a podcast, welcome. This podcast is for you and you only because uh, you actually don't know what a podcast is. Um, I don't know what a podcast is. So, uh, have I... Some level of connected uh, interaction with anybody via this show? Well, yes. So what I would say is it is the most tedious way possible for me to make friends. I mean, I'm all about long-term goals these days, so I figure... If after I put six, seven years worth of mental barf into digitally recorded forever to be re-listened to format, well, if I can even befriend myself after that, I think, I think I can become my first friend. But we're going to talk about friendship here in a second. That's why it's kind of on my introductory uh, thought patterning. Before I get to that, I should definitely take a shower because I biked like 38 miles yesterday. And that's not an exaggeration. I biked 38 something or 39 something miles depending on how the routes work out with what I couldn't map. But yeah, I basically rode all through Denver except, well, I did get to southeast. I got to uh, northeast way east, then I got to barely south, east, and then I came all the way back into southwest Denver, only to ride the hill back to northwest Denver, and frankly, that is why I'm up at 3.30 in the morning, because I fell asleep somewhere in the 7 to 8 hour, and have slept since, and I am now fucking feeling great. (laughs) I love when I do a day of exercise that is enough endurance that I know I've pushed myself But not so much endurance that I hurt. Like, I could go ride 40 miles today. And I'm so bad at taking a day like today and overexerting that maybe today I'll just jump rope. Hmm. Or something. Anyway, I don't even know why I'm talking about that. Probably because it's 3.40 in the morning. I'm still trying to figure out what my day is going to look like. Because I don't have to go to work today because I don't have a job. So my day might also include thinking about, well, what should I do to make some money? Besides, of course, dancing. No, um, we're not going to dance. In fact, I had such a reckless moment with money yesterday, I'm embarrassed to share it. But share it I will, because, oh my God, what was I thinking? However, if I don't take a shower, I won't be able to stand myself. So, while I'm in the shower, I'm going to leave you with this question. Why isn't the entire adult world population on birth control. And then when you want to have a child, you come off birth control. You have a child, and then you go back on. It just seems that if we would plan every child encounter that is coming, we'd have a happier world. I know there's a whole reason of reasons that are subtexted with other reasons, that basically boil down to religion and other shit that people believe, which is fine. But in the common sense part of your brain, like, why don't we do that? Pause. And yes, I say this because as far as I know, there are now uh, both medical and pharmaceutical solutions for each sex to... uh, reduce its chance of a fertile, intentional pregnancy to almost zero. I don't know that anything is foolproof completely, but I think you can get it to 0.00001% of a chance. And frankly, if all that's working and you can still get somebody pregnant slash get pregnant, well, maybe that is a miracle, baby. Unpause. Well, if unpause means we can unpause after 13 hours. So still thinking about that birth control thing. Uh, I, I, that's not even the, well, maybe that is my best idea. No, I mean, it's not even my idea, right? I mean, that's just the kind of concept that, uh, <clears throat> well, I'm sure has been running through someone's head many times through many heads in the past well if you've never heard somebody bring it up then the time you have the Hakuna Matata moment well those are interesting and I I mean imagine let's say this is all just a simulation and you get to pick the level of insightfulness about the environment that you will be uh, uh, that you will have an affinity toward. So, by putting points as many as you can into that category, you arrive on planet Earth able to see physical processes, the forces working therein, and the mechanical uh, uh, assemblies that could both take advantage of and counteract those forces. You just have a mind for physics and mechanics. And you were in this situation because when you put skill points into the set, you failed to put any in athleticism or conversation ability. And so while you see the entire world with clarity and the sort of reactive solution-making assembly that could change the world for the better, you have no communicative ability or true hand-eye coordination to develop these machines or solutions on your own or to sell them to somebody with the sort of descriptive clarity that allows another to take over the project and run. So the ideas all sit there inside your head, ready to go, with no method of delivery to bring them about. And in many ways, hmm, letting the genie out of the bottle that I did it my way of leaving work, well, I knew I was ready... For reaction, but I guess I wasn't ready for having really connected to some people who I think... Oop, hang on, pause. Dog's walking around. Unpause. Okay. So, <coughs> Oop, pause. <coughs> and yes, indulgent I have been, obviously. Uh, okay. The reaction... Um, the reply, um, from certain pointed, uh, instances drawn to in my goodbye, thank you cards for all the people that I worked with. Well, let's say there were like eight to 10 where I kind of just thought, I'm going to say some stuff to you that I hope lands. And if it doesn't, well, fuck. This was my chance. Well, more of those landed than I would have thought. And the deeper connection they have opened immediately, I'm starting to wonder, how could I have overlooked these opportunities sitting literally ready to be just barely scratched at the surface to resonate? In other words... I think there are a whole lot of people out there filled with self-loathing and self-doubt that they just have no fucking idea what to do with. And I get that. I, I lived that my, my whole life until four or five years ago. And so now I'm starting to understand the kindness that I bring to the universe to simplify everything. The, the way to a happy life is from within you finding how easy it is to decide to just be the real you and to let that life flourish into a life that you don't really care what the circumstance around you is because you figured out how to play your role, how to be you. Let whatever happens, happens. So long as it happens with you acting as the real you, Well, then it's perfect. And I didn't know so many people had the same final hurdle to cross that nothing you achieve in acting as anything other than your real self, say, pursuing educational degrees, because that's what everyone thought or or told you around you would make your life feel fulfilled. Well, if that's not fulfilling when you get one, stop now and find something else inside you that you know would fulfill you and go chase that. And watch how much better your life gets just from listening to yourself. It's such simple advice. It sounds like something that you're already doing. But if you're unhappy... If you think you're the problem in most situations, or for whatever reason, you have an idea that everything in this world will work out if you could just be something other than what you are, well then, you're the problem. You haven't figured out that you're listening to every cue except the ones inside you. And I forever thought I could just listen to the right person. It wasn't even listen to the right person's advice. It was more. Every time I attempted to model myself in a way that society had acclaim and adoration, to get to those levels involved being something other than myself, I had to compromise in ways that I wouldn't be willing to do in any other universe or world circumstance. So why was I going to do it here on eight six seven five three zero nine Earth? I wasn't. So what does that include? Well, I'm not going to put my effort into achieving a a number on a computer that tells me I'm of certain value that I can then use to uh, have other people do things for me. Uh, No, 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 no. I'm actually going to go do shit and enjoy the process of learning and the camaraderie that comes with cooperative uh, 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 recruiting Along the way, you can continue to look at numbers on screens, and you, you spend 35 years making that transition, believe me. You don't do it easily, unless you came here with the, I don't give a fuck about what is happening in the aggregate, my life is all about what's happening with me. In that case, I can see where maybe you've given up on the system long ago. But you're the rare bird that came in with the naivete to do it that way, rather than to go counterculture or criminal or whatever other anarchist tendencies can pull an individual into their own world bubble. Mine was one of self-delusion. The lies I could tell were phenomenal. I mean, at a scale that was phenomenal. Embarrassing to an extent. But, I mean, typical me. If I get into a slippery situation and start to act slippery, I can be the slipperiest one in the room. And it's not even that that was intended. It's where it ended up after chinking away at the hmm, disbelief, the... God-smacking reality moments that just showed me how little was here to be dependent on. So, again, that can feel alienating and isolating and, frankly, uh, almost uh, mm, worthy of choosing to exit early. I mean, if you, if you came to know that the rest of this was simulated and you're the only live-action brain in the whole thing, and that all the trigger you feel to not hit stop, reset, power down, off, is programmed into you to overcome the instinct that otherwise would take you over within minutes of being here. Well, you probably still choose to stay. <laughs> I mean, it's powerful. You're here to fix shit. You're not here to fucking uh, suffer and 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 fail and and fail in a way that only you can describe the failure because it's personal, it's internal, it's from a lot a lack of, of what, realization. And yet, <laughs> the realization's right here. I mean, when I look at my dog, I think, okay, so she's got a conscious level that includes emotion, thought, inner dialogue, <laughs> reflection, sneezing. Um... She's got a package that's pretty thick. In fact, if the video game were such that you got to get into the role of being a dog and run around as a dog for a dozen years, wow, that'd be fucking fucking weird. And cool and awesome and all kinds of shit. But you'd eventually in that role feel limited. Because what? Well, you can't really manipulate your environment. I mean, you can grab shit with your mouth, which gets dirty, so... You always have dirty mouth, but you get used to that, so that's not even really the issue. The issue is you don't have hands, or you don't have what those tall, uh, bipedal and, you know, leash, toting, strapping on, poop picking up people had. They had hands, so they could pick up the poop. I can't even do anything about my poop in the yard. I just have to watch other people pick it up for me. So even if I was of the inclination to be able to take care of my own messes, I can't so I would like a body that could take care of its own messes next time. I mean, at a minimum, you start to look around you and think, well, what, what is it that you didn't get? Which, which part of the, the hack simulation codes were you not able to acquire? There are people here with serious limitations. So I do not mock circumstances in which The response is these things. You're right. But for everybody else that's sitting around thinking, huh, I don't think I like the new atomic blast berry slurpy flavor. It's just not atomic enough. Well, you, I think, might be misusing some of the tool set. But I got to go eat P.F. Chang's with my parents. What else does anybody want to do on a Wednesday night? BFJs with two 80-year-olds, so I'll be back to finish this later. Pause. Well, <clears throat> I'd say that the previous two recordings that are going to stitch with this one to make this a non-podcast debut of my thoughts across way too much time. Well, I've got a lot to talk about otherwise, and I don't want to include it all here, so I've got... Probably uh, more to say than I want to have to say, but I owe you three things to finish this one up, and uh, I'll get to the friendship comments last. And I don't think I quite clearly stated what I meant with um, with having the insight to uh, f- solve something in a worldwide capacity, but no. Uh, communicative ability to share that concept or whatever. I don't think I was nearly as clear in that uh, few minutes of discussion than I'm meant to be. So let's start with that. And then in between, I'll tell the story about what I was doing that was so reckless with my money. But I don't think anybody ever is limited. I think you tell yourself that you are. You don't think you're a good conversationalist because you've been told that your whole life. Or someone has convinced you of that at a point that they had influence enough that you started to believe it about yourself and now you have created a situation in which you're making that reality yours. That's possible. But even if you're in that position, you have the full control to get out of it. And what you have to realize is that nobody around you ever expects anything of substance beyond what you can do. And anything that you're limiting yourself inside of those constrictions is really on you. So there's been a lot of me saying it's your fault, it's your fault in this episode. But sometimes it is. And the reason that it usually is by far the most is because you're holding yourself to a standard that's ridiculous. Or you've got yourself in a position to think something about yourself that's just not true. Or you just haven't the capacity to love yourself through the hard challenges you may face here in a way that avoiding them makes them something you don't have to decide one way or the other if you're up to facing those challenges. So that's just a small sampling of the ways that you can be the person who, if in full flourish, would change the world, but for whatever reason has been knocked down to believe that you're not even worthy of attempting that that you don't even have the skill set to believe in yourself at that level. Those are all lies. The rest of it, yeah, I don't know what your life's here for, but I believe it's here for more than dodging the potential uh, responsibility or um, accountability that would come with leading the world to a better place. (laughs) I mean, if you're here to do that, I'll bet you do have the other skills. You just don't know it yet. So, that's why. I've been trying to be about actualization, trying to simplify my life to the most common denominators, argue myself only on those points of interest that are legitimately affecting my life and not dodge them because it makes it emotionally, intellectually, uh, courage-wise? What would that be? You have to believe that even if you fail, something good will come from it. Because it does. It just does. And, and facing the challenge, proving that you have the metal to say, well, I don't know how this is going to work out, so I'm going to go do it and hope for the best. Hell, that's what life really is. So, diminishing oneself, seeing how much the world is filled with people who diminish themselves, seems to me one place where I can just help Uh, anyone else stop those intuitions. Because they're they're not useful. They're not of any purpose. And when you are colliding with those um, potentials and choosing them, well then, you know what you are limiting. Hello. So, even if you think you don't have the communicative ability to share your ideas with the world you do you may not have found the avenue in which your communication is most effective for what you're trying to attempt but providing the world some level of you is it's it's essential for everything to work to its highest hum that's all i know and again if you go all the way back to the basics what are you here for you open your eyes You manifest into this reality. You're here to say, well, what the fuck is this all about? And who the fuck can I share my insights with? That's it. And from there, we build more meaning and um, cooperative activity into achievement and accolade and phenomenal participation of events beyond the scale of what you even thought possible when you got here but you do that through your exploration and sharing with everybody else. That's how it all works. And if you're doing this well, then an event like what happened to me as I'm standing outside the dispensary, (laughs) yay, and I'm thinking, well, this gentleman on a bicycle who's near the bike rack probably wants to get His self locked up. Well, all my intentions are good. Let's just start there. But what I've done is I've walked out of the dispensary kind of jumbled. I've got some $300 in cash outside of my wallet, folded up, but clamped in my left hand. I've got a bag of marijuana and stuff in my right hand. I've got my shoulder bag. I'm just, I'm not organized. Actually, I don't have my shoulder bag. That's part of the issue. This is all going into jacket pockets that zip up. And I haven't re reset uh, all that. Um, and now there's somebody literally at a crowded bike rack who I know with my end spot, these two can both fit their bikes there. So I know I can fix their problem. So I don't immediately set all this stuff in into its proper pockets. Oh, and it's a windy day. I mean, it is a windy day. So... As I go about trying to unlock my bike and accommodate what's happening behind me, I don't realize that my cash has slipped out of my hand until I see these guys behind me sort of dodging in the wind, trying to catch what I think are leaves at first and then immediately realize, holy shit, that's money. And look at my hand and realize I've dropped my money. There is still some of it on the ground. So I step on what I can, which is a pile of, say, two thirds of it. But the rest is blowing around, and these two guys are catching it. And I swear to God, the the moment that I realize what's happening and try to join them, it becomes like uh, like a movie skit. I can't describe it, but I'm literally catching bills in midair, trying to keep them in my hand because there's. I mean, what what I'm trying to do is contain as much of the situation as possible. And these two guys are helping me out, and within. Ten seconds, I'm going to guess, total, pretty much everything is accounted for, which doesn't make enough sense because it's windy as fuck. So I figure bills have just blown away at this point. There's no way that much money could have been floating around if we got it all. So these guys hand me the money that they've collected without question, both of them. I'm holding on now to what is literally a baseball to softball sized pile wads of cash, trying to do what I can to make sure I don't drop it, dropping some of it in as these guys are laughing. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is fucking awful. And they're kind of laughing at me and with me, and I'm laughing at the situation myself. And they both realized that at some point they probably were holding close to 100, if not more of my dollars, or you know, 70, doesn't matter, enough money that they could have just grabbed themselves each at 20, which neither one of them did, because believe it or not, I got all my money back. And I'm aware of it, because I gave these guys the ones that I had just because I was like, listen, you could have stolen a lot of my money, so at least go buy yourselves each a beer, which I figure was between 6 and 7 $8, depending on how much I tipped at one place, believe it or not. I don't actually know. But I got every other bill back because I know exactly how much money I had when I walked out of the dispensary. And... <laughs> there's no way that I shouldn't have lost at least 20 bucks if not 50 if not a hundred if not all of it to be honest the the point is I didn't lose any of it and it's not even that I need it which I probably do I mean I'm not working so of course I need it but it's more that the lesson learned I think among all of us was uh, well I have no idea what lesson these guys learned that's the truth. Who cares? But um, good people show up when you need them more than you know. And we'll see. We'll see how it all works out with what I need cash for in the immediate short run here. Maybe I will have a pinching need that, had I lost all that money, would have been a glaring situation. But it's just funny that even when you figure chaos has entered the situation to, Prove you're being reckless, which is the a number one lesson here. No way do you walk out of a out of a facility of any kind on a windy day without securing the money that you are holding. I mean, I have made asinine mistakes with money, and I make them all. So this is just another of many that I'm getting used to. But that doesn't that's not even the lesson, though. Lesson learned. Lesson not learned, but lesson uh, uh, there to be attended. Sorry. I will be more secure for a month or two and then I won't be secure again and then it'll, it'll create another incident. That's just how silly my life is. But beyond that moment, having those guys who I have no idea who they are, there are some 20-somethings buying weed at the dispensary, having them immediately not just take over the situation that I don't realize has gotten out of control, but then assist me in containing it completely without question. The world's just filled with people who are doing the right thing, period. So, do the right thing and be that person yourself, and pretty much that's who you get to interact with in the world. You don't get to have the expectation that things will go wrong. They won't. They'll actually go your way. So, that's another bonus of believing in yourself, and that the best in people is what really is trying to work out on this planet. So, that brings me back to friendship. And the friendship concept, I really wanted to, I don't know. This is, honestly, this is why I haven't gotten back to the recording. Because thinking about this has sent me into a tailspin of deep thought. Like, what is a true friend? And how does that moment emerge? Because most of my friends that became, let's say, uh, that had some staying power, show up in situations where, We're forced to get along. In other words, I knew them through uh, a nine-month job commitment or something, I knew them through an activities group or whatever. You you develop them, not just in a segment of of a punch of time where something goes your way and now all of a sudden this is a person who's your friend. And in some ways, those are the markers that are coming off the card initiative, are people with whom, it's not that you don't have familiarity, they are at the lowest level what you would call an acquaintance or a co-worker, which I think is probably the fairest term, because a co-worker is someone with whom you have an expectation of socialization because you are in a workplace together. So there is rule and assignment of expectation of interaction based on that simple commonality. But spiking one outside of that situation, where all expectations are now dropped, hmm, I don't know. It's, it's tender territory to, to navigate. I know that. And doing it well, I don't know that I was prepared to even attempt it, let alone to do it well. So I am in the midst of trying to situate myself in a contribution role. And uh, and and why not? I mean, I keep saying that I'm here to be kind, understanding, and forgiving. And if that means I can be helpful to someone, I should be. And I, I mean specifically helpful. Like, help them uh, pack up their stuff and get into a new apartment or whatever. Like, do work when people are without... assistance they need and then of course be prepared to have that emotional conversation in a way that i have not been prepared to have it but it can always on the fly talk about overcoming self-doubt or anything like that so but he there aren't a lot of people who volunteer for that conversation it usually comes up because it has to so for it to come up because somebody wants to have that conversation well that will be a new day for me But a new day, a new day. Well, yeah, just wait till the next podcast for that one. Podcast! Stop calling it that. All right. Instead of chastising myself in real time, I'm going to go ahead and uh, let this one go. So thanks for listening. Sorry it's a choppy one, but the next one can't help but be better, right?